think that if you are thinking about dating and marrying outside of your faith, absolutely it's a choice that you have, but it's not the best choice. What's up, fam? Before we get into today's episode, we had to make sure you knew that tonight is day two of the Are You Ready for a Relationship Challenge. This is something you don't want to miss. And don't worry, if you didn't do night one, that isn't going to affect you too much tonight. And actually, night one is actually up on our YouTube channel right now, so you can go check that out before tonight. But we want to make sure that you're there for night two. Don't miss this. We're really going to be uncovering what does it look like to position yourself to meet somebody because mm. so many of you want to be dating and we want that for you, but we have to do it in a way that makes sense in a way that is healthy. So we're going to help you do that tonight. Join us night two. Are you ready for a relationship challenge? We'll see you there. What's up fam? My name's Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of the W Podcast where you get wisdom in the world with the Wheelers. Hey, so we are so excited for today's podcast. It's actually going to be based on a question that somebody sent us. In case you didn't know, we actually have an anonymous link where you can send us questions that we can answer. And that's in our about page on YouTube or in our bio on our social media platform. So if you ever have a question that you want to send us, definitely feel free to do it there. Now, you're going to read the question because it's a little bit of a long one, but we're talking about should you date outside of your faith? What does that look like dating somebody that may not be as mature as a Christian as you? That whole concept, we're really going to get into it today. But why don't you go ahead and read the question? Babe? Yeah. So the question is, hey guys, I just wanted to start off by saying I love this podcast. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And what you are doing, not only has it helped me with dealing with relationships, but it's also helped me increase my spiritual life overall. Praise God. Yeah. The question that I have is kind of a doozy. Laughing emoji. So the recent dilemma is that I believe God gave me a dream of this person that I don't know at all. Important. We never interact with each other and he told me her name in the dream. Later on, I hit her up on Instagram and basically was just being a friend with her. Turns out she goes to a non-denominational church, and quite frankly, I'm thinking she's not saved. Is that shade at non-denominational church? I don't know. We definitely need more clarity. <laughs> I've prayed a few times on God showing her the truth, but at the same time, I don't know what the dream is for. Your thoughts? So yeah. not really a clear question. It's more of a situation asking our thoughts on the situation. Yeah, so... My first response to this guy, first of all, shout out, shout out to you being a man that's trying to have a godly relationship because we hear the narrative that it's not a lot of brothers out here yeah. uh, trying to have a godly relationship. So shout out to you, one. Two, I would say, like, have you talked to anybody that actually knows you, a friend, a mentor, and asked them about the dream? Because it sounds like you had the dream and then you just ran. Yeah. You just, like, started trying to do whatever you could to get to know this person. And that's just something in general, like, we all should be aware of. When we get a word from God, it's not necessarily to just run out and start doing stuff right there. But sometimes we need our friends, we need mentors, we need people that can speak into our life and say, you know, okay, like maybe that wasn't God or, or hey, like maybe that was God, but not right now. That really goes to the point that I wanted to get to for you is don't force it. Sometimes God may show us a dream, but that doesn't mean that that dream is for right now. So I don't know you. I don't know your dream. Like this very well could have been a dream from God. And this is somebody that he wants you to marry. And that may happen 10 years from now, five years from now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
but that doesn't mean that it's right now. And I feel like that's why you're a little confused because it seems like from his message, he was like, well, I hit her up on Instagram and I, I talked to her and I, she don't, she ain't saved because she goes here and it's just like, maybe it wasn't for right wow. now. She may not be saved. Like that's a real possibility that God gave you the word for a later time. And that's just something that you may want to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All really good points. I definitely would say that there is, um, there's, a, you have a lot of pieces and not a full picture yet. And I don't think you're supposed to have a full picture. The Bible says, you know, that we prophesy in part. So maybe a dream is a part of a bigger picture. Um, I think just really take it one step at a time. So if the Lord gave you that dream, if you submitted that dream back to him saying, hey God, what does this mean? You know, what does this dream mean? Um, does it mean that you want me to date this person? You, okay, so you gave me her name. You know, why did you give me her name? And sometimes I think when we have, like, when we're single, we have a desire to get married. When someone of the opposite sex kind of comes on our heart or comes into our life, we can, like, automatically think, like, oh, dating or, oh, marriage. And sometimes that's not the case. Like, maybe, you know, there's yeah. a... A different type of like business connection there like you know you god wants you to connect her with like somebody else i'm not sure because honestly we've heard other people say that like, i've had a dream about this person being my husband or wife like that's a real thing like just oh, in yeah. the christian space so you may be watching this right now and you're like look i didn't ask this question but i've had this happen to me before and hopefully you're realizing like just because you had a dream one it doesn't mean it's from god and two if it is from god it doesn't mean that it's something you need to act on Right. right now. Yeah, because sometimes God will show us things, you know, to pray for people or for us to just learn certain lessons. It doesn't always mean, like, kind of big picture. Um, and I think that, like, maybe it sounds like that's kind of the conflict you're having of, like, okay, like, God led me to this person, but when I got to know them or when I talked to them a little bit, like, things are kind of inconsistent with my standards. And God's definitely not ever calling anybody to compromise. Um, though there's sometimes different stories of different things, but... I think that, yeah, just take things one step at a time. So talking to mentors, talking to community, bring community in is a great next step um, and not to jump to conclusions yeah. about her. And I don't think it's the last, I don't think it's about her and like, oh, well, she's not fit or she's not this, she's not that. It's just more like, okay, Lord, like if you led me here, there's a reason why. And maybe it's not the reason that I thought it was going to be. Now, this isn't this man's question, but it's something that, this question made me think about because honestly, there's a lot of people watching this who are frustrated with their dating life because they wish they were in a relationship, but they're not. And honestly, I've heard the narrative that some people have started considering dating outside of the Christian faith. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Cause he brought up faith. Like she don't, I don't know if she's saved, but he's, he seemed like he's still maybe like trying to pursue it. Yeah. So what, what would you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a slippery slope. Um, I definitely think it's a slippery slope with dating outside your faith. I mean, the first thing, if that was like if someone were to bring that question, if you're if you're kind of relating to this question because you're considering dating somebody kind of like outside of your faith, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure if God wants me to do this person because things look inconsistent to my own values or my own standards. Um, I definitely first think it starts with like, what does it mean to you to be a follower of Jesus? Because some people really admire Jesus and they respect him and they study him. And uh, I mean, of course, he's a fascinating historical person that was like when he was on earth in history and probably the most well-known <laughs> name. Um, I mean, Bible's the most read book, you know, all of those things. Everybody, most people in the modern world have heard of Jesus and, and like look up to him and respect him in some way. And some people 
kind of like follow him from a religious standpoint of like I'm not Buddhist I'm not Hindu I'm not Sikh I'm not all these other things um I am a Christian that's what I'm most kind of like I don't if I had to pick a religion that's one that I would pick and then others of us are in love with Jesus we're like he is our everything. We talk to him every day. We listen to him every day. Um, if Jesus says to go, I'll go. If he says to stay, I'll stay. Like that type of thing. So you have to kind of really ask yourself, like, what type of Christian are you? And if you are the latter Christian where you are in love with the Lord, in love with Jesus, and you hang on his every word which is our our heart that you would be that yeah. way one day if you're not already um and if you're not it's totally okay we're so glad that you're watching um or listening but if that's not where you are it's it is a lot easier to be more flexible in your standards um as to who you date and, and even who you marry if you are not totally in love with jesus so i say i like to say like some people will say like oh well, i'm a christian but i married somebody who's this and our marriage is great and it's like okay well that's fine but your marriage you, you compromise on your faith and like that's your choice you know, you know god does not control us he doesn't control our free will Nobody else really can. Like, we're in control of our own, you know, like, not in control of our own lives, but at the end of the day, to make Jesus your Lord, to make him your controller, like, that's your choice to make that. It's a daily, honestly, like, hourly choice, minute-by-minute minute choice to make. And I think a lot of people honestly omit Jesus from their relationship life and from their marriage, and it's so sad because you're missing out on an area, um, one of the most important areas of your life that the Lord has more for you in and you're missing out on potential miracles and blessings and protections and things like that it's kind of like not tithing like you can get by without it but you're going to experience a lot more hurt and um just trouble than like you have to without that protection so i think that if you are thinking about dating and marrying outside of your faith absolutely it's a choice that you have but it's not the best choice um, and by no means is it easy to date, because I know a lot of people, like, not a lot, but some people you'll see, like, will convert, you know, like, religions to be with other people, and, like, to meet people in that situation, when you do that, you compromise. You chose a person, or you chose love or a relationship over Jesus, but if God is your first true love, like, if much as I love you, I don't love you more than I love the Lord, and if it ever came down to it, I would choose Jesus over you any day. <laughs> like I'm blessed that I'm in a marriage, you know, where we have the same faith. Yeah. But um, a lot of people they choose being with a person rather than choosing, you know, their Lord and Savior, or just honestly choose their religion. So even people who who are Jewish and they convert to Christianity to be with somebody, they chose that person over their faith. <laughs> and same thing for Buddhism and. All of, it, all of it. So whenever you see people converting and kind of like marrying outside of their faith, they chose a person over. Their, that person is more important to them than Jesus. Their priorities are are out of whack. Yeah, and I think just from a practical standpoint, sometimes we don't think enough about long-term ramifications in yeah. our relationship. So Pauline was kind of touching on it a little bit. When you marry somebody that doesn't have the same faith that you have, that's cool. <laughs> Until it's not. In the moment. Yeah, it's cool in the beginning. But then if you're blessed to have children, yeah. that's where it can really start becoming an issue because we've seen people who have kids and now they're in that situation where they want to raise their children one way, but the parent doesn't, the other parent doesn't want to raise their child that way. Right. And not only is it frustrating for you, but it's confusing to the child right. because now the child isn't sure like, 
okay, like mommy thinks this, daddy believes that. Yeah, and it's just it makes the home environment not divide, the best. Yeah, divide. So them. whether it's your faith or whether it's another area of your life, you you know you're dating somebody that is bad at budgeting and just doesn't care about finances. Marrying them could be a problem. Right mm-hmm. now, it's fine because y'all not sharing money. Right. But when he's making decisions later in life, selling homes, buying homes, starting businesses, shutting down businesses, that's going to affect your future. Yeah. That's something you want to think about now when you're dating somebody. Are they showing that they can make decisions that are healthy now? Because if they're not doing it now, there's no telling they'll be able to do it later. And when it really will cost you. Yeah, and stuff. I think, like, with these bigger values and like, these conversations about, like, oh, what do you believe? What do I believe? Faith, money, all of it. Um, I think that a lo- the why is the most important because some people are in relationships where, like, they are, they've, like, led their partner to Christ either before or during the relationship and like the partners were like oh well I was my family just didn't grow up in church I was never exposed to the gospel before and they fall in love with Jesus and that's a beautiful thing um whenever anybody you know is hears the gospel and accepts it into their heart that is always something that I will celebrate uh, no matter how it happens because that's what matters at the end of the day but I think that it can be a little bit you know even just confusing because even to your point about like the children and like you know down the road like Sometimes people get in relationships and like they're like, oh, I know you believe this and I believe that, like, but we're you know those parts of our lives are separate. Like, I pray and he does what he does and like we respect each other's like differences and like that's fine. But a lot of times people change and like sometimes you know I've heard stories of spouses who like will like mock their you know mock their spouse's belief and like that's so hard. And like you know your spiritual life, no matter what you believe, is the most intimate part of you, and that is something that the Lord has designed for you to share with your spouse not like oh your faiths are attached but like i have my relationship with jesus you have yours but then we also are able to pray to the lord together um it does bring unity in the home but going back to what i was saying about like you know the why is so important because like sure maybe you have you know maybe you grew up in a home that was like very faith-filled and it was just easy for you to encounter the lord at a young age because of the environment you grew up in and but like the person you're with they didn't have that story and that's not you know necessarily their fault or whatever um but i think at the end of the day like if that person so maybe they might maybe they don't know you know the bible backwards and forth like how you do because you've been reading it for 20 plus years but the fact that they even have a bible and the fact that they have a desire to read it and they want to learn more about it that's what matters to me more than like i guess the tactical or like skills part of it like or are you on my level because i know a lot of women out there like they're like oh well you know i want a guy who's on this level spiritually like you basically want to marry a pastor like you want to marry somebody who you know is at this level spiritually because that's what you saw in your dad when you grew up and like you saw how he led your home and that's such a beautiful thing but also i don't want you to count out guys that are not on that level because they didn't have the same start in life as your dad you know your dad did yeah that's a slippery slope too because i get what you're saying but i think there should be to for me i want there to be uh, some like standing point some like, all right, you got to at least Benchmarks. be here. Yeah, no, there definitely are. I'm not saying, like, I'm definitely not saying missionary day and, like, help him get to where he needs to be. But I think, like, like I've had stories of women who are like, okay, like, they were in the church and their dad is a leader and they look up to their dad and they love their dad and they basically want to marry a guy who has the same type of, like, spiritual maturity as their father. Like, 
they want somebody that knows all the books of the Bible in a like, yeah, like, who can it. pray confidently and who who knows who Paul is in the Bible, knows his story, like kind of basic things. But then like they'll meet a guy who like just got saved yesterday, and like his dad, you know, he grew up in a, an abusive home and all these different things. Are still a good guy who's after the Lord, but they disqualify him because like oh well, you don't look like my dad. But then at the same time. He, he's having conversations with her dad like on his own trying to grow on his own and they're not recognizing the effort that a man is putting forth yeah i just think i just you just gotta be careful with that <laughs> I, I i hear what you're saying but just and, it's, and it, let me say this too it's not something that you should be deciding on your own so like if you're if there's a guy who's like interested in you and you're like yeah he's really not like where i want him to be that's when you do bring in your community and you do bring in your dad and your brothers and your uncles and you say hey there's this guy who's interested in me and they may be able to say baby girl he's not there but then they might be able to say that's a man after god's own heart when i was his age that's exactly what i was doing and they'll say like yes like this is looking good maybe give it some time but like, don't. That's not a decision yeah. that you should be making on your own. Like, bring in another person of the opposite sex that can tell you this is how a man thinks. This is how a man should be operating to be mature. Yeah, that's a great point. Now, I like that point a lot, and I agree with that. And just in general, like when you're doing godly dating, you shouldn't be doing it alone. Like, there should be other people that are in your business that know what's going on. <laughs> because we're not perfect, and we're we're prone to make mistakes, and that's why we need others. To help us. So that's a great point. There's one more thing that I want to share that actually I think fits into this whole dating outside your faith thing too that people don't think about. Uh-huh. And you don't realize that you're compromising your faith when yeah. you do that. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. And you think about stories in the Bible like Solomon, somebody who really did love the Lord, who was giving extravagant offerings that no one had ever done in life. But by the end of his life, because he had compromised by dating so many and marrying so many different women yeah. outside of different faiths, they drew his heart away from, from God. God yeah. And not even, here's the thing. They didn't draw his heart completely away from God. He still worshiped God to some degree, but he they drew his heart away from God being the sole, sole, sole place yeah. in his heart. And that's the problem. That's the dangerous part. Because if you're watching this right now, you probably are somebody who truly loves the Lord with all your heart. But then you start dating somebody else that is believing in different religions and you're going to find yourself drifting. Right. And that's the thing that's dangerous is the drift. Yeah, and, like, that's what we were kind of, what we were talking about earlier was, like, even before the fact of you having kids, like, you, because some people may say, like, oh, I can marry outside of my faith because I don't even want to have kids. But your faith is going to be compromised, going to be affected. And even, like, you know, the same way you may say, like, oh, yeah, well, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. But if your friends do, then your parents are starting to, like, yo, you need to get away from them. I don't want you hanging out with them because... You may be okay today, but over time, the more you're around it, the more your perception of that action or that belief is going to become more familiar. You're going to be thinking that it's more and more okay. And that's why it can become very, very dangerous for you to be unequally yoked and for you to be with somebody of another faith because, like, you may be on fire in love with Jesus before you get married, but as soon as you get married, you start having sex, you start, you know, doing, you're, you're becoming one with that person. Like, literally, you're one. So if, you know, red plus blue equals purple. Like, if you want to stay red, don't get with a you know, with blue or else you're going to mix together. You know what I'm saying? That's not a political reference or anything. But, um, yeah, I think that you have to be careful. Like, if you want to be on fire with Jesus, like, your plan, and back to what you were saying about long-term perspective, your plan is to be 
even more in love with Jesus every single day and like get to know him more. So that means I'm going to be in environments. I'm going to be filled up with and be around people who are going to fuel my love for him, not diminish it. Yeah. And I think the best thing you said today was <laughs> referring to make sure that you include other people in this process because that will cover you and make sure that you're not dating somebody that you shouldn't be dating. Yeah. And if you want more help when it comes to how do you involve mentors into your relationship, check out this video that we did earlier this year and it really will help you with that. And I think it will help give you some more clarity and perspective on how important mentorship and friendship is in a relationship. Yeah. So this has been another episode of the W Podcast. We hope it was helpful. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.